You know, we're, we're here, as we just sang, uh, to find ways to express our gratitude to God for the ways that um, we can see His goodness, uh, bless Him for who He is. That's the one uh, thing that uh, we have the ability to do as people, uh, to bless the Lord. Uh, the way that you live your life blesses Him. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to think that um, uh, we can, we can uh, bring joy to the heart of the Father and to um, have, a, have a, a lasting impact in the way that we do that, in the way that He receives that as well. Uh, there's always blessing that uh, we receive from Him as well. Uh, sometimes uh, those blessings come in, in strange ways, though. Uh, but, but God has designed the, the Christian life uh, to be one of, of uh, abundant life, um, even though it's uh, a life of a great challenge. Uh, the Christian life is, is not an easy life, and maybe you've already figured that out. There are some that would say that it's always meant to be, and I haven't found that passage in Scripture yet. In this world, you will have troubles. Um, but God gives a pattern for us, a, a pattern of how our lives continue to progress in him and how we are blessed by that. Uh, Jesus, at one point, uh, his great uh, preaching moment uh, recorded in the book of Matthew, uh, when he came up on the mountain and he sat down with his disciples, um, he taught them this, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And the last one, maybe the strangest blessing of them all. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad, it says, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. There is a pattern in there. There is this starting place that we need to recognize uh, this emptiness of ourselves as we come uh, for the first time to meet our Savior, recognizing our own poverty. Nothing. I can't bring anything. Uh, you come to the Lord with empty hands. There's nothing that you and I could bring to satisfy him, to be able to live a life of righteousness before him. It doesn't exist within us, in our human nature. 
there's this there's this understanding that coming to know the Lord starts in a in a place of deep poverty. Uh, Luke would say, "Blessed are the poor." There's that understanding that we are just broke in many ways. Uh, the amount of poverty of our souls and of our spirits is just overwhelming. Nothing can I bring simply to the cross I cling. And as you continue on that path of becoming more Christ-like, the pinnacle of, of that falls in our identifying with a persecuted Christ, one who would pay the ultimate price suffer the ultimate persecution against him on our behalf. But then he calls us into that same life and he said, blessed are you when you're persecuted. You want to show the world around you that you are a follower of Christ? Keep following. The evidence of that often shows up in persecution. It's, it's like the badge of honor that the Christian wears. I've become so Christ-like, you could say, that, that they're persecuting me in the same way that they persecuted him. The world didn't love him. The world won't love us either. But we're not there to please the world, right? We're there to please our Lord, and blessed are we as we follow in his footsteps in that way, coming poor and empty, humble and mourning, meek, hungering and thirsting for the things of God, pure in heart, not a divided heart, not one that uh, turns with every shifting tide that we see around us, but a pure heart, a focused heart, a true and sincere heart. And then being able to be peacemakers as well because the world is not and has not been in a place of peace, but uh, we have that ability to offer peace uh, the closer we get to becoming more Christ-like, uh, the greater the probability that we will be persecuted as well. We're not searching for it. We're not looking for persecution. But it will happen the more we live our lives patterned after our Savior. It's, it's one of those things that you can, that you can uh, recognize uh, as, a, as a father would discipline his children, you know that you're his child. We, we often don't discipline other people's children because it's not our place to do that. I'm not your father, so I don't discipline you. But when your own father, mother disciplines you, you know that you belong to them. And so even in that way, as we learn to be disciples of Jesus Christ, the discipline that we receive along the way is evidence that we are his children. There's great blessing in the Christian life. It's not the kind of blessing that um, you show the abundance of your possessions. Scripture will say, if that's your hope, if that's your goal, um, you are already a pitiful person that you've put your hope in things that won't last. Uh, but our hope is in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has paved the way for us and, and set this model of how we are to live out our lives before him. Blessed are we then who start in this place of poverty and end in this place of persecution and both of them receive the same blessing 
Yours is the kingdom of heaven. I hope you take these words that Jesus spoke uh, again as as a reminder of the, the pattern of life set for us. It is one of growing more and more and more each day in Christ-likeness till one day uh, we will be just like him. That's my goal in life. That's his goal for me and you in life. And may it happen as he has ordained it.